Fill me now, Lord. Fill me now, Lord. Fill me now, Lord. Yes, Lord. Fill us now, Jesus. Well, I'm, I'm going to be sharing the word of the Lord. We're mostly reading scripture, but I want us to just open up our hearts and hear the word of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Luke chapter 11, verse 2, and also verses 9 to 13. NIV version, the disciples in verse 1, they saw Jesus praying, and they said in verse 2, after the observing of him praying, they said, Lord, teach us to pray. Not teach us how to pray. They already knew how to pray. It's, they said, teach us to pray. And Jesus tells a story, and then he goes on to say in verse 9, I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receive. And, it, and the one who keeps seeking shall find. And the one who keeps knocking it shall, or the door will be open. He goes on to say, which of you fathers or mothers, if your child asks for a fish, that you'll give your child a snake, that is something of the devil, Satan instead? He says in verse 13, I'm reading from the now the, the Passion Translation, if imperfect parents like you and me know how to lovingly take care of our children and give our children what they need, how much more, how much more the perfect heavenly father give the Holy Spirit's fullness, the Holy Spirit's fullness when his children ask him. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus is about to ascend into heaven. He is, um, he died on the cross, rose again. He bore witness to his being risen from the dead by walking uh, throughout uh, the country of uh, Judah, Palestine, uh, for 40 days. And at the 40th day, when he's about to be uh, taken up, that is ascended to heaven, Jesus promised this. He said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be filled with power and you will be my messengers, NIV version, or my witnesses, that word witness is a Greek word that actually means martyr, to Jerusalem. You're going to be a witness for me in Jerusalem, that is Cambridge, let me, let me update it. Throughout Judea, that is Massachusetts, and the distant provinces, provinces, that is USA, and even the remotest places of the earth, you will carry my message once you are empowered with the Holy Spirit. And then they go back to Jerusalem in upper room, and they wait their 10 days in prayer, constant prayer. Not only the apostles, but Jesus' uh, mother, Mary, his brother, James, who will end up being the bishop of the church in Jerusalem, is also his brother, Jude, who wrote the epistle of Jude, and his sisters. They were all waiting for the Holy Spirit. In chapter 2, verse 1, it says, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Why? Because they dealt with their offenses. Took 10 days to kind of get through some stuff. But, oh, when they were together, suddenly, with that word suddenly in English means without warning, a sound like a blowing of a violent 
wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest upon each of them. All of them, all of them, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and all of them, all of them began to speak in other tongues as the Holy Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. Why, was they, why were there so many Jewish people there from all over the world? Because Pentecost was a holiday. It's actually in the Hebrew, it's, it's in the, the Jewish religion, they don't call it Pentecost, they call it Shavuot. It is, the, it is a celebration of the harvest that God gave them. So people were coming from, like, like, it was like 4th of July, so to speak, over only the Jewish 4th of July is Passover. But it's a, it's a national holiday. And so the city was full of Jewish people from all over the world, no world at that time. And when they heard this sound, a crowd came together bewildered because each one heard their own language being spoken. So everybody heard their own languages being spoken. And utterly amazed, they asked, aren't these who are speaking Galileans? How do they know that? Because of their accent. <laughs> you don't lose your accent just because you speak another language. Mm. And, and the reason why they knew they were Galileans, because um, from some of my research, research it's, it's amazing. See, this is why the, the, uh, the, the uh, religious leaders could not believe that, that a prophet would come out of Nazareth in Galilee. The reason why is because the Galilean accent was so horrendous that if you left from Galilee, so to speak, if they found out you were from Galilee, which, of course, they would know from your accent, the accent was so bad that when the, Jew, when, when the Jews gathered in the synagogue for service, they would not allow a Galilean to read the scriptures because their accent was so horrible. So that's why people knew, oh, yeah, you're from Galilee. Now, I'm not going to, I'll talk about myself that way. You won't get upset. Many times I'm, I go speaking and they go, oh, you're from Boston. You're from Boston. Okay. You, 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 you can tell certain accents. And so though they were speaking, other, though they were hearing them speak another language, they could sense and know that it was their accent. And so that's why they were shocked. Like, how could you, a Galilean, possibly be speaking our language? Verse 8, then... How is it that each of us, first of all, aren't they Galileans? And then secondly, how is it that each of us, no, each of us hear them in our native language? I, I want to talk to you on the subject, as you have seen on the invite, on the announcement, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to hopefully open up your hearts to receiving the fullness of the Holy Spirit, the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to ask you to be open. I'm going to ask you to, to be open. That's one of the things that fasting does. It, it opens your heart. And uh, the scripture says, oh, Thank you, honey. Children's question. Children. I know you all the children are like, I want my gift. Okay, children's question. Thank you. Uh, here's a question. What are the three qualities of a good ship mover? What are the three qualities of a good ship mover? And you send your answer to the bottom of the screen and... Hopefully, you receive the prize, which is a Dunkin' Donut gift card. You will receive the prize. Hmm. Now, the Bible says that when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, it says the Spirit gave them utterance. The Spirit gave them the words, but they had to speak. 
The Spirit gave them the words, but they had to speak. I dare say that a lot of you are filled, but you need to speak. There are some of you who you have felt the move of the Holy Spirit, but your theology or your mindset says, I don't understand this, so I won't speak. Whew. So you may say, and that's why I want you to open up your heart, because sometimes there's a few things going on um, that I want to demystify. Number one, um, the Holy Spirit, let me, thank you, Holy Spirit. First of all, we, we open up the scripture by, by or the sermon by saying, if you ask for a good gift, a fish in this case, and in our case, if you, you know, if you ask for a bluefish, haddock, whatever your favorite fish is, will your parent, will you as parents give your child a snake, a, a rattlesnake, something that's going to actually injure? And he says, if you being imperfect know how to give good gifts, how much more your heavenly father will give the Holy Spirit to them that ask. So what am I saying? I'm saying that when you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and you ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit, stop doubting in your mind that what you received was not the Holy Spirit. It's right there in the scripture. You ask for the Holy Spirit, and now the Holy Spirit's moving, and God is not asking you to understand. Just cooperate with what he's doing. Mm. Well, all right, so how does this thing work, Bishop? Jesus Explains it again in John chapter 3, verse 37. I'm, I'm going to be losing, I'm going to use a lot of scriptures. John chapter 7, rather, verse 37 to 39. And IV, he says, on the last day, the greatest day of the festival, this festival being another uh, uh, holiday, the Feast of Tabernacles, Jesus stood and said with a loud voice, let everyone who is thirsty come to me and drink, whoever Turn to somebody said, that means me. Whoever means me. We used to sing a song, whosoever surely meaneth me. Whoever believes, hey, PT 2020 theme, whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive, that, that word receive, again, receive, receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified, meaning that he, wasn't, he didn't die, he wasn't risen from the dead, and he wasn't ascended into heaven, which, of course, is Acts chapter 1, verse 9. So, so prior to Jesus dying, he promised the Holy Spirit, and he said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And, and so now, try, walk with me now. So now Jesus, as we know, he dies on the cross, he rises again, and now he is walking planet Earth, okay? Uh, not the whole Earth, but in that area. And he meets up with his disciples. Are you following me? He meets up with his disciples. Before he ascends, he meets up with his disciples. And in John chapter 20, verse 22, he comes up to them, and the Bible says, and with that, meaning whatever he said before, prior to that, Jesus breathed on his disciples and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Note, this is before Acts chapter 2. <laughs> what happened? 
Before Jesus died, there was a salvation for Jewish people and, 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 and non-Jews who accepted Yahweh, but their salvation was based on animal sacrifices. Bulls, lambs, goats. Are you following me? David was saved. Solomon was saved. Moses, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. No, they were all saved, but they were under the old covenant. And so when Jesus, who was the lamb, put an end to the old covenant, when he rose from the dead, he breathed into them the Holy Spirit, meaning that you guys are honored to actually, while you are living, walk literally from the Old Testament to the New Testament. And you are the first fruits of that. <sighs> Receive the Holy Spirit for salvation. It's sort of like, it's sort of like they got to upgrade in their salvation. It's sort of like they got to upgrade in their cell phone. What do you mean? An iPhone's still an iPhone, but there's a difference between the iPhone 6 and the iPhone 12. Are you with me? The, uh, the lamb is still the lamb, but there's a difference between a natural lamb and the lamb of God. Ah, because when the lamb of God was slain, there was no need for any other lamb or any other sacrifice. Jesus is the upgrade. So now they receive the Spirit. Yet, they didn't receive the fullness of the Spirit. Why? Because Jesus said in John, I think, chapter 6, he says, it is expedient that I go away because if I don't go away, the comforter, that word comforter in the English, come fortis, meaning the one who comes to strength, he can't come until I ascend. But it's to your advantage. Mm. So now, please walk with me. When you, we, we belong, the Bible says we are citizens of heaven. Are you, are you track with me? We are citizens of heaven. We have dual citizenship. We have, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a citizen of the United States, but I'm also a citizen of heaven. The United States is a country. Heaven is a country. Okay? United States has an economy. Heaven has an economy. The word economy, look it up for yourself. It, is, it comes from a Greek word, which means household management. That's what the word economy means, which means what? The way we manage the USA and how we operate and manage it is through the dollar. The way the household management of Germany operates is the mark. England, the pound. Certain countries in Europe, the euro. And, and so heaven also has its economy. Heaven also has its, 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 uh, its, its item, its, its monetary value that purchase things. It's called faith. Faith operates the kingdom of God. I don't believe it. You better believe it because the only way you can get saved is through faith. In fact, the Bible says in the Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. One of the things that we need to understand is that people who became Christians were not called Christians back then. They were called believers. God is looking for believers. He's looking for believers. And so my point is, is that if you're going to receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit, you're simply going to have to believe. I like what Bishop Tudor Bismarck once said. He said, God is not looking for us to understand. He's looking for us to believe. I don't understand how this microphone amplifies my voice. I have no idea. All I know is that when I hit this switch and the 
The, the media team does what they do. God bless you, media team. Thank you so much. My voice is amplified. But you know what? I don't need to understand. I just need to believe that this thing's working. In fact, think about it. 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 Uh, last I looked at, there's about 250 people on, online. I'm only talking to a camera right now. I mean, I don't even know. I don't even, I don't even understand, Max, how talking to a square that's about, I don't know, eight inches allows me to talk, Keno, to the world. I'm talking to people in Nigeria. I'm talking to people in Ghana. I'm talking to people in China. I'm talking to people in South America. I'm talking to people in Russia, in Asia, in Japan, and maybe even Antarctica. My God, I'm talking to people all over the world. I don't understand all, because all I see is a little square. But I don't need to understand it. I just need to obey. That's why I kind of make sure I dress sharp. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I dress sharp. Why? Because I have to believe that somebody's out there looking at me. Mm. So Jesus says, whoever believes in me, as the scripture says, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So you may say, okay, Bishop, get to the point. How do I get filled? Easy. How do I get filled? Easy, become a star. What do you mean? Yeah, to be filled, become a star. What's that stand for? S, get saved. <laughs> you, you, gotta, you gotta be saved before you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's why, that's why you have to give your life to Jesus. And if you want to know how to do that, read Romans chapter 10, verse 9 through 13, and that'll tell you how to get saved, give your life to Jesus. Number two, and this is the important thing, you got to be thirsty. You got to be thirsty. God needs people to be thirsty. And the reason why some of you are not filled with the Spirit of God is because you're not thirsty. And any of us know, don't tell me, oh, yeah, I was filled back in, you know, uh, uh, 19, well, first of all, once you say 19, that means you were filled last century. That word be filled in the Holy Spirit, with the Holy Spirit means keep being filled, keep being filled. You ought to be filled with the Holy Spirit every day. Paul says, be not drunk with wine wherein there is excess, but be filled. I think it's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Be, keep being filled with the Holy Spirit. And the only way you're going to get filled is you got to be thirsty. Jesus said one of the Beatitudes, that is the attitude that should be in our lives, in, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, he says, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. David said in Psalm 42, as the deer pants for the water, so my soul thirsts for you. My soul longs for God, for the living God. When will I come before God? That's what fasting does. It makes you want more of Jesus. How do you get filled? Be a star. Get saved. Be thirsty. Ask. Just ask. Just ask. Just ask. What do you mean, ask? Ask. When I first asked Lady Carmen to be my girlfriend, so-so looked up and said, oh. <laughs> she said, no. And oh, no. No. And I'll be honest with you, some of you heard this before, I, I asked her to be my girlfriend. It was a government center. She was working in uh, the JFK building. She said, no. Max, not only did she say no, she said, I like somebody else. 
I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm married to her now. He looked at her like, what? <laughs> now, that was the longest ride on the T, Sister Delia. I mean, I was like one of them country videos. I was looking out the window, tears coming out of my eyes. She said no. And I'll never, ever ask her again. <laughs> Obviously, I asked again. Hallelujah. If you don't believe me, see Jessica. <laughs> Oh, I had to take the edge off because some of you are all about this Holy Spirit. Like, oh, okay, so calm down, calm down. I'm going to take the mystery out of this. Keep asking. Keep asking. As the scripture says, as the scriptures say, you said, if I ask you, Luke chapter 11, verse 13, you'll give me the Holy Spirit. Keep asking. And then finally, just receive. Receive. It seems like everywhere it talks about people, um, about the, the Holy Spirit being poured out, it keeps using the word receive, receive, receive. You see, you know, Chiesa is a, a, an athlete, and, and so we, we talk a lot about sports. And, and as we know, next week, this Sunday, it's going to be a Super Bowl. And, and the point is, is that on each team, they have what they call wide receivers. Wide. Are you a wide receiver? Are you a narrow receiver? And uh, I could run around this church. You don't get past the ball unless you, come on, Chiesa, unless you are open. I'm not a deep guy. <laughs> Max, I'm not a deep guy. Like, 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 if you are covered, you're not going to get thrown the ball. And what does that mean? If you're covered with your prior thoughts and prior theology, and it doesn't take all that, just be open. And trust me, if you're open... Just be open. Just be open. Now, 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 in the word receive, we get our word receptionist. Well, if you work as a receptionist and you're not friendly, you're going to get fired. If you're a receptionist and not welcoming, you're, not, you're, you're gonna get fired. So here's my point. When you ask for the Holy Spirit, be a receptionist. Say, welcome into this place. Welcome unto this broken vessel. You desire to abide in the praises of your people, mean open up your mouth and praise him as we lift our hands, as we lift our, our attitude, as we offer up this praise unto your name. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13 that we, that we are, the Jewish people, no longer offer the sacrifices of, of, uh, goats and lambs and bulls and animals, even Jewish people these days, they don't offer that. The Bible says what we offer now is the fruit of our lips. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15, giving praise to his name. So God says, I need you to be receptive. I need you to be receiving. I need you to be open. So Jesus says, Whoever believes in me, as the scripture says, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So 
when it comes to the Holy Spirit, there's an inflow and then there's an outflow. The inflow is God throwing us the football, so to speak. The outflow is us running with it. <laughs> there's a thing in football, you know this, Max, there's a thing in football called yak. Yak, in other words, yards after the catch. So once you get filled, God is like, I expect you to do something with this. Sorry, pardon me, Lord. Do something with him. Because the Holy Spirit is not an it. I think the reason why we call him it is because we compare him to fire, wind, a dove. But the Bible says, I think it's uh, John chapter uh, 16, verse 13, or 13, verse 16, I always get mixed. It says, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. The Holy Spirit is actually the third part of the Godhead. He's actually God. And my point is, is that I believe that when we ask for the Holy Spirit, what happens is that we start sensing him in our hearts, which in the, the Greek Hebrew really is our gut, our belly. We, we, we sense him. And as we sense him, he's, what happens is that you start to sense God moving and filling you, and what he's hoping for you to do is out of the abundance of your heart, Matthew chapter 12, verse 34 and 35, your mouth will speak. So he is the inflow, but your mouth has got to be the outflow. And in, in tongues, are you with me? Now, here's a deep thing. God will not make you speak. I have... I have watched people. I said, you want to get filled with the Holy Ghost? Yeah, ask God. And, and so now they feel the presence of God, but they're, uh, uh, they're just standing like this. God is not going to take your mouth and open it and make you speak. The reason why he won't do that is because, number one, God created you to have free will. Anything, well, this, is, this is deep now, Anything that makes you do something against your will is demonic and satanic. Anything that makes you do something against your will is demonic and satanic. God will never make you do anything that's against your will. Now, this is a deep thing. Anybody who makes you do something against your will. I'm talking about, I'm talking about make you, like you have to do it this way. I'm not talking about parents. I'm talking about, about people who are, you know, who try to make you do something that you're not comfortable with. They try to, and they try to guilt you. Anybody who, who tries to make you do something that you, that's against your will, it is witchcraft. Even in church. So, I want you to do something for me right now. Um, I want you to put in the chat line, I have a cell phone, and we know that the cell phone is used as a phone to talk to people. Right now, just one minute, kind of break up the action here, and then we're going to get back into, I want you to put in the chat all the things that the cell phone can do. All the things that a cell phone can do. Now, before you come on, I play music through the cell phone. Obviously, I, you know, we can see who's on in the service or how many people on the service in the cell phone. What, what are things that can be done with the cell phone? What are things that can be done with a cell phone? Now, what's my point? My point is, is that the cell phone can make phone calls. But the cell phone 
can do a whole lot more than make phone calls. Are you with me? And I imagine I could buy a flashlight, but you know what? My cell phone has, I believe, well, right now I get, I get it on a timer, but you know, the cell phone has a flashlight. Right back here. I have a timer on here, that's why it's not working. But the other thing is the cell phone has a camera. Now, I could buy a camera. I could carry this around with me, not realizing that. And, and so I could actually walk around with my cell phone in flashlight, and someone look at me like, dude, what are you doing? Oh, man, just in case something happens, I need to take a picture. He's like, dude. Your cell phone has a camera in it. In fact, your cell phone probably has a better camera in it than the one you're carrying. <laughs> well, I gotta take videos. Oh, guess what? Your cell phone does that too. And what are you saying? I'm saying, and this is what's interesting, that it's not an app. It's actually built in to the cell phone. I don't have to download anything. It's already there. What are you saying, Bishop? I'm saying that Tongues comes with the Holy Spirit. So you can, I could go throughout my life without using the flashlight, without using the camera. But it's still there. <laughs> I said it's still there. And, and so, what are you saying, Bishop? I'm saying that many of you are filled with the Holy Spirit, and he's like, can you use the camera? Can you use the flashlight? Can you, can you download some other things, some application? I, I can do so much more than just make calls. I, I, I'm, I'm, please understand, I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not trying to be humorous or disparaging. I'm saying that God needs you to allow his spirit to flow through your tongue. Are you following me? And so, let me, let me, I gotta, let me cut this short. So some of you are like, well, this, this glossolalia, this speaking in tongues that you, you Pentecostals do, uh, and I've, and I, and I've heard, I've heard preachers, in fact, I was going to mention a name of a preacher who I was actually uh, a, a world-renowned preacher. I had the honor of of being in his church, it's out of state, and of all Sundays, and I knew how he felt about tongues and that it wasn't for today, and of all Sundays, I know, because I listened to him on the radio when I was growing up, loved his teaching, but whenever he spoke about the Holy Spirit, I said, nah, I'm not listening to that, because he, you know, he would make fun of it and, and be disparaging, and I was like, okay, I'm finally getting it. Of all Sundays that I visit this church, he speaks on tongues. And he is making fun of it. And he said they weren't speaking, they were speaking languages and these Pentecostals speak gibberish. Let me tell you something. Let, let, let me, now, now, can I, can I, there's only about few of us here. Can I appeal to your senses? Can I, can I appeal to your common sense? Okay, now watch this. Watch this, okay? And hopefully this will help you. So 120 people come out of a room and they're speaking in tongues. There's a picture up there. Could you just show the picture? Uh, they're speaking in tongues, okay? And 
Not only are 100 people, 120 people speaking in tongues, are you with me? But there's a crowd of thousands and thousands of people because we know that 3,000 people gave their hearts to Jesus Christ and Acts chapter 2 is known as the birthday of the church. Is this making sense? So, so there are 120 people speaking. Are you with me? And there's probably at least 10,000. There's probably a whole lot more, but there's at least 10,000 people in the crowd. Is this making sense? So, I don't know about you, but I love choirs. I love listening to choirs. But there are times when I'm listening to a choir of, say, 50 or 60 people, and, you know, get up, get up, get up, get up, oh, and I'll say to my wife, what are they saying? Can I get a witness? Like, like they're saying, and I, they're speaking English. And I don't even understand what they're saying. So 120 people come out of a room and they are speaking by at least what I counted 13 to 17 different languages and somehow you're able to pick out of those 15 to 17 languages your language. That doesn't even make common sense because that, that picture I showed you with me in the crowd, I was in a crowd with about 10,000 people. This is a You Now concert. And so what, what, what your common sense is, 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 is trying to make you think, according to some people's theology, is that 120 people on the stage are speaking 13 to 17 different languages. And if any of you have ever been in a crowd, I don't care. Look, I've been to the Boston Garden. I, I, and, and, and even at the most critical points, you hear people talking. So are you expecting me to, be, to believe that 120 people are speaking 13 to 17 different languages, plus I am in a crowd of tens of thousands of people, and I am able to pick out English? Come on, folks. How many of you walked into a, into a banquet or, or, or into a conference, and you walk in, and all you hear, you know people speaking English, but, but you cannot even discern what they're saying. All right, Bishop. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. So what happened? This is what I believe happened. The Bible says they spoke in tongues, but the people said, we hear. I believe it's like the UN, that everybody was speaking in tongues, but folks were hearing all those 120 people speaking in their own language. And they looked at the guy next to him in French, and the guy is saying, bonjour, I don't know. And the other person, that everybody's hearing all 120 people, all 120 people speaking in their language. It doesn't say they spoke. It says the people heard. That's even a bigger miracle. So when we speak in tongues, we're speaking what the Lord tells us to speak. And whatever you hear is dependent on the Lord. But folks, stop getting caught up in the language because when I speak in tongues, I'm not speaking to you. The Bible says, again, the scriptures says, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, he that speaks in an unknown tongue doesn't speak to man, but to God, howbeit in the spirit he speaks mysteries. Ah, 
And there's just so many other scriptures that talk about, if you get some time, read Acts chapter 10, when, when the first Gentiles get filled with the Holy Spirit, and, and the Bible says that Peter is shocked. He's saying, hey, they got, they, they got filled with the Holy Spirit just like us. Well, if, if they were speaking languages, then how did Peter even know that they were speaking other languages? Look, I've been to Ghana twice. And when I hear people from Ghana speak, my attitude is like, they, they could be speaking. I don't know what they're saying when they speak tree. I, I don't know what they're saying. I'm not, being, I'm not being funny. I'm simply saying that I don't have to understand. I just need to speak. Because the Bible says, why, why the tongue? Why is that so important? Because the Bible says in James chapter 3 that your tongue is a world. Your tongue is a rudder. If God can control your, the Bible says, it really says, if you can control the tongue, you can control your whole self. Mm. So, in Acts chapter 19, there were some disciples of John, they were saved, and Paul goes to them and says, have you received the Holy Spirit since you've been saved? And they said, we haven't even heard of a Holy Spirit. So, Paul didn't say, are you Christians, are you born again? No, he, he knew they were saved. He said, but did you receive the Holy Spirit? And once they said, no, but we're open, we're open, Paul just laid hands on them, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke with other tongues. And so let me, let me just say this one thing that I want to really help you. And so first of all, don't be nervous about the Holy Spirit. Don't be nervous about the Holy Spirit. I'm gonna, let me come down here for a moment. Hope, hope, hopefully you can track with me. Because some of you are nervous because you've watched what happened to other people when they get filled. And you're like, I don't want that to happen to me. You know, you, hear the, you see the Holy Spirit hit somebody and, and they roll out and you're like, nah, nah. No, I'm straight. I'm cool. Well, first of all, let me, let me say this. I believe the Holy Spirit many times when he fills us, he also, um, he works through our personality. In other words, if you're a loud person, you probably will react, respond to the Spirit of God in a loud manner. And if you're a quiet person, you will respond to the Holy Spirit in a quiet manner. And then sometimes, not all the time, sometimes when the power of God hits you, it just, it's just like, it's like electricity. So what am I saying? I'm saying that, for example, if I plugged, I don't know, this light here into this electric cord, it would be a nice cooperative flow of power into the light. If I put my finger here, you're going to receive, you're going to receive a reaction. And so my point is, is that I remember I got filled with the Holy Spirit at 13. And I thought, because I was watching people in church as a Pentecostal, and I watched you know, people do all sorts of stuff. And I said, well, I guess I have to do that to get filled with the Holy Spirit. And so I remember PT, it was at PT North, where we, Elder Anita, there were no rugs back in those days. You remember that? No rugs. There's just those rubber, uh, rubber mats that you make sure you don't slip. So, and so I was like, "Thank you, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus!" And I, just talking about me. I, Max, I went up and down those three aisles on my knees. Just thank you, Jesus. Like, like. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I had, you know, people follow me. Yeah, you're almost there. You're almost there. You're almost there. And I, the more they said you're almost there, the faster I try to walk. I kneel. I mean, I was like, I was, I was thirsty. I was desperate. And then there was this young woman. I'll mention her name because I love her. In the name, Linda Barnes. She just sat by the organ like this. 
because she's very quiet, and all of a sudden she just started speaking in tongues. Max, I was mad. I was like, what? I walked on my knees up and down the aisles, and I had like these big corduroy pants. You know what, you know what happens to corduroy pants when you walk on your knees up? My pants were messed up, and everybody was like, praise God for Linda. And I was like, that's not fair. And God's like, you didn't need to do all that. So the next night, I was like, okay, let me just, I mean, I'm thirsty, but I'm not doing that. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And I got filled and started speaking in tongues. Filled and I spoke. Filled and I spoke. Now, now, this is interesting. When Lady Common got filled, and you know, everybody knows Lady Common, you know, she's, she's called Lady Common. She's called Lady Common. And so, there was expectation that when she got filled, you know, dignified, Lady Common. She got hit with the Holy Spirit. This is a Kingdom of Power Church. She got so hit that Max, they had to carry her down the stairs and put her in the back seat. Anita was driving, put her in the back seat like, like some drunk woman. <laughs> Who, who, who had to be put in an Uber. And you may say, wow. And, and I think for us, it was like, I know that's God. My point is that we can't control what the Holy Spirit does. He is going to move however he moves, but he needs us to respond in obedience. And so this is what I want you to do. I want you to come, Ken. I'm going to close right now with this song. Holy Spirit, you are welcomed here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what I long for. And as you're singing that song, if you're sensing the Holy Spirit saying, I'm giving you the utterance, Just speak that out. Now, the reason why speaking in tongues is so important is because one of the main things about reasons we need to speak in tongues is for our prayer language. Because there's some things that we need to pray for that are under... I wish I could do more of a lesson here, but there's some things that our brain is limiting God so that there's things that we need to pray for that we don't understand. Paul says it this way in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, it hasn't even entered the heart of men, the things that God has prepared for those who love him, but God has revealed them to us by his spirit. The spirit knows all things, yea, the deep things of God. And so when we pray in the spirit, We are uttering things to God that only the Holy Spirit knows. That's why Paul talks about in in Romans chapter 8, verse 26 to 28, he talks about the Spirit groaning in us words that can't be uttered. And and the Bible says, but he that searches the heart, that is God, knows what's in the mind of the Spirit. The Spirit prays forth out of us the perfect will of God. Our brains limit what God wants to do, and God wants to say, there's nothing in earth, John Wesley says, nothing in earth can happen unless someone asks him. And so there's some things that God wants to do in the earth. God wants to do in your children that you're not aware of, that you don't know. You don't know. For example, I know my daughters are going to get married by the grace of God. That's what I'm believing. But, but, what if the husband that God has for my daughter, daughters, what if God says, oh my goodness, the devil is going to try to kill their husband, potential husband, in a car accident, and it's going to happen tonight? I don't know that. 
But as I'm praying in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit says, you don't know that, but I do. And so the Holy Spirit, while I'm speaking, I don't know what I'm praying about, but the Holy Spirit is praying through me. And then maybe, no, five, three, four, five years from now, no, my, my, my uh, son-in-law is talking and he says, oh, yeah, you know, um, no, I don't know if you know this, but in the beginning of 2021, I almost got killed in a car accident. Could it be my prayer? Now, I want you to be open to getting filled with the Holy Spirit right now by just singing this song with us. And as you sing the song and you're feeling like, wow, I can no longer sing this song. I think, I think the Lord wants me to speak a tongue. Speak what you're sensing because it is him. Another thing I got good news for you. After this is over, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, thank you for hanging with me, but this, this is really going to bless you. Matthew 6, verse 6, Jesus says, when you pray, enter your closet, and when you shut the door, your Father who sees in secret shall reward you openly. What am I saying? I'm saying that some of you, what happens is that when you pray and try to open yourself to the Holy Spirit in a, in a group of people, you become many times conscious of those who are around you. And you lose your awareness of God. And so I want to encourage you over the next week, get by yourself in your room and shut the door and say, God, I want the whole, I want the I want the fullness of the Holy Spirit. I want to use, I want Him to use every bit of me. And I guarantee many of you will be filled with the Holy Spirit because you're no longer worried about who's watching me and what people are saying. Now you're just, it's just you and God. And when he fills you, just continue to allow him to flow through you. Am I saying praying in English is a bad thing? Of course not. Paul says again in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, I will pray with my spirit, but I'll also pray with my understanding also. I'll do both. Thank you, Jesus. So let's lift up our hands. We're going to close with this. There's nothing worth more ever close. Nothing can compare. You're our living host. Your presence, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of love. My heart becomes free and my shame is undone. Your presence, Lord. Come on, children, you can speak in tongues too. Let the Holy Spirit work in you. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come, flood. Flood this place and fill this, the atmosphere. Your glory. God is what my heart longs for. To be overcome by your presence. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you are well. Come flood this place. Your glory, God. Fill your people. Fill children, Lord. Fill adults. Fill teenagers. Yes. Presence, Lord. Come on, let's worship the Lord. 
Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We bless you, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you. Fill us now, fill us now. Fill us now, Let us become. Let us speak. Let us experience. Yes. Let us become aware of Sirebosetaka. Fill people. Fill people, Lord. Give them a completion. Yes. Let us become aware, let us become aware. Yes. No more self-awareness. Let us become the spirit. Let us become aware. Yes. Let us experience. Spirit, yes. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Ah, yes. Even in your homes, get refilled by the Holy Spirit. The glory, Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. If you're a child or you're a teenager, I want to encourage you, go in your room right now. Turn on some worship music from your phone. And as you sense the Holy Spirit moving within you, speak in that language. I got filled with the Holy Spirit in 1972 at the age of 13. And I am convinced, I am convinced that he, I got saved at 10, I gave my life to Jesus Christ at 10, but got that completeness of the Holy Spirit when I was 13. And the reason why I waited so long, to be honest with you, is because I thought you had to be an adult. I thought you had to be in church to get filled with the Holy Spirit. As I grew old, I found out people getting filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues while they're doing their homework, <laughs> while they're in the room, while they're in the car. God wants to touch you. And, and, I, and I'll tell you something. I am convinced that the reason by God's grace I made it through my teenage years without a lot of the craziness, and I hung out with some, I, I hung out with some dudes like some roughnecks, and yet I believe because of the Holy Spirit, obviously people praying for me, but the Holy Spirit caused me to just make the right decisions. Even when my wife said no, the Holy Spirit said she said no, but I said yes. Oh, I want to encourage you. It's tough being a teenager. That's why I'm sending out blessings. I already started sending out some blessings, so eventually you'll get yours because I want to be prayerful about these blessings. And these blessings I'm sending to every teenager, they're anywhere between three and six minutes. So these are, these are some blessings. And so it's going to get there. I don't want to rush this. But I know it's tough for you. And that's why I want to encourage you. Let the Holy Spirit do his works in you. And so, Father, I pray in Jesus' name. I believe in now you're, you're desiring and filling people with the Holy Spirit right now. And they don't have to be teenagers. They can be adults right now. Some, you're refilling. Some are like still struggling in their minds, trying to figure this out and, and waiting for something to happen. And God is saying, I have filled you. You felt my presence. Just speak. Some of you say, well, I heard somebody speak in that tongue. It doesn't matter what you heard somebody else do. Just speak from what God's given you. The Bible says they were filled and they spoke as the Spirit gave them utterance. So, Father, I'm praying this week, especially after 21 days of consecration, that 
we're going to hear throughout this week people having encounters, speaking with, speaking in tongues and experiencing the power of God like they've never experienced it before and, and seeing change, not only in their lives, teenagers seeing change, uh, kids 8, 9, and 10 seeing change, people in their 20s seeing change, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, seeing change because they're like, oh my goodness, where has this gift been all my life? And the bottom line is he's always been there when you gave your life to Jesus Christ. You've just been using the cell phone to call him. It's time to use the camera. It's time to use the video. It's time to use everything that the Holy Spirit has, the gifts of the Spirit. Oh, he wants to do so much more. And so we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your people's patience. But, Lord, we have been consecrated for 21 days. Let us see the fruit. Let us be the fruit. In Jesus' name, amen. And God bless you. Thank you.